Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. So this is a metaphor or a few little metaphors um, that came up when I was arguing with my teenager and you know she's a teenager so it's kind of cool because we're really having to stop and examine closely some things that adults might consider um, just like or take for granted in life and also we're trying to rework some things that honestly many adults just do and are still kind of like teenagers in in their lives um and the thing, the thing we were on is this winner and loser concept, okay? Winner and loser in an argument, winner and loser in life, <laughs> um, just the concept of a winner and a loser. And my teenager has it hard. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of shocking because I feel like, well, first of all, you know, I'm such an advocate of like, it's both, it's always both. And yin and yang are just part of one thing. And polarities or opposites don't even exist. It's like, you know, it's got to be both. I mean, how many freaking podcasts have I done on like, the value of, of the negative emotions, you know, because the negative things are just as great as the positive things or just as essential. Um, you know, they got a different flavor, but they're a part of the same wheel of, you know, essentialness. Um, so many and so I, I'm thinking, well, you know, I've like presented this tour. Here I am, this mom that like thinks that everything is important and doesn't try to like reject um, negative things or whatever. And so then how in the world after, you know, being raised with me, does she have such a strong um, sort of idea of there being a winner and a loser, <laughs> you know, or such a fear of that heavy, you know, this is the winner, this is the loser, <laughs> like such a fear of that slice that she thinks is so finite. And there's like a winner and a loser at life. And there's a winner and a loser in a fight in an argument, you know. And so we had to use some metaphors and like talk this through because I was kind of reeling like, where the heck did you get this idea? But I mean, I feel like, all right, cool. It may just be this fundamental thing that humans need to sort out and this like deeply seated thing that society gives us too and that um, just comes up naturally for us as a part of our mental development of like how am I going to handle these polarities and the ones that come up for me you know like unifying them like it's a process to unify them or to see past them and realize they're not actually polarities you know there isn't a big slice with a winner and a loser um and I mean, look at adults. Adults are still arguing like there's a winner and a loser. They're still living life like there's going to be a winner and losers, you know? And and that's what creates so much stress and fear about confrontation and arguments um, amongst adults even because they're worried at some level about who's going to be the winner and who's going to be the loser, who's going to have been right and who's going to have been wrong, you know, and they don't want to be the one that was the loser, that was the wrong. Um, and you're just like, are you serious? Like, I mean, so many things, but you see it, you know, it's very clear. Um, and, you know, I say, are you serious? Because it doesn't 
it seems like we could get past that. But then again, I don't say it in a kind of like um, disparaging way. Like I don't get it. I obviously get it. I see it. It's a real big thing. Um, this is a part of that human condition. Like reconciling these things is a big freaking deal. Um, and it's really hard for us to do apparently. And here I am doing this with my daughter and she's, you know, all steeped in it too. I'm like, so right and wrong? Like, man, I've raised you to not think of this like, you know, you're right or I'm right and you're wrong. And, you know, that there's in a confrontation that there is a person who's going to be right and a person who's going to be wrong. And so she uses different terms. She uses winner and loser. (laughs) But they essentially mean the same thing. You know, we had to break it down. And so anyway... Here's the stuff that we played with, um, because like I said, I, I feel like um, this is just a fundamental human thing and um, shows up everywhere. All right, winner and loser. <laughs> I mean, it came up because we were in an argument, you know, and um, I was like trying to like, what is it? What are you? Why aren't you just saying like, OK, yeah, I get your point. Like why or why can't you say that you understand what I'm saying? Like, because I want to know, do you get what I'm saying? Do you understand where I'm coming from? Do you understand, you know, and do you get my world? And she just would like shut down and freeze and say nothing. And I'm like, why do you not understand? Should I explain more uh, or you just won't speak? Like what's happening? And, you know, she kind of ended up saying, well, you know, if I I, if I say that I understand that, then I might as well admit that I did the whole thing. And I'm like, what? No, I mean, you know, because it was like an, an item had been broken. And she was like, I didn't break it. So you must have broken it. And I'm like, I didn't break it. There's a lot of other ways that it could have been broken. Um, and it doesn't mean one of us did or the other one of us did. So obviously, like these polarities, this black and white thinking is like a struggle for her right now. I'm like, you can see a lot of other possibilities that this thing could have gotten broken. And let's talk about this. And then once we got into the talking about it, it was like, all right, and here we are. And can you see where I'm coming from? And and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm I, you know, might as well admit that I broke it then. I'm like, nope, you can have not broken it and still see where I'm coming from on what I had to say about it. And you know, and, and why would you think that? And it's because she said, you know, well, because if I, if I admit that I understand what you're saying, then I'm admitting that you're the winner and then I'm the loser. <laughs> it's like, what? Winner and loser? Um, you know, and I'm admitting that you're right and I'm wrong. No, you're admitting that you understand where I'm coming from and that I have some points that you can understand. It is so not as simple. There is not this big chop that happens and this big division and this black and white of right and wrong. And so we had to talk about it. And so um, one of the things I presented was, hey, listen, (laughs) it's not an adversarial relationship. I mean, if you think that it is that there's a winner and a loser, you're talking about a fight. You're talking about a boxing match here. You know, you're talking about a simplistic kind of winner, loser, like, and that's an adversarial situation. Like we're we're arguing and we're in a family and we have to live with each other. Do you want to be in an adversarial relationship? That's not our relationship. Let's think about that. And I feel like even partners need to understand this. You're not in an adversarial relationship if you treat it like you are by fearing or even believing that there can be a winner and a loser. You have automatically just created an adversarial dynamic between the two of you and like life isn't going to be fun, you know, and your relationship is going to 
gonna go to crap. I mean, you know, like it's it's just gonna fall out that way because we're not trying to create an adversarial relationship. We're trying. We're on the same team. We're in the same family. We want closeness. We want intimacy. But what it is is just simply like, hey, dude. Um, one person is, you know, saying, hey, you crossed a boundary, like you crossed a boundary here, whatever it is, you know, and both people could have had a boundary crossed. So and both people could simultaneously be the person who had a boundary crossed and the person who crossed that boundary. You know, there's not a winner and a loser. There's a person who has a boundary and there's another person who crossed it, you know, and you don't have to win or lose. <laughs> you don't have to be fundamentally wrong or awful. Um, you just have to gently back up out of the freaking boundary line, you know? And if you have a dispute over the line, like, oh, I didn't see that that was a line or, hey, I don't think that's the line or, you know, but like you can talk about that, but it is as simple as here is, um, I have this boundary. I'm like keeping the boundary line and then this person crossed it and you just simply back up. It doesn't mean you have to submit or surrender as some wrong and horrible being. It doesn't mean you're the loser or that you lost anything. You lost your integrity. No, lost, you know, some kind of um, sort of thing in life. Like you lose nothing. You are simply backing up out of there and getting off of the boundary line so that you guys can discuss it further um, and then know where those lines are later or whatever. And you are simultaneously both because she might have had a boundary cross too. I had one. I mentioned it. Back up out of there. That's all I need you to do. And then, you know, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're horrible. I don't think you're malicious. Like nothing is, nobody's the loser. <laughs> Um, and you might have had some too. You might have had some boundaries crossed too. You can mention yours. And it doesn't mean we're duking it out for who has the right point. You know, she's got good points. I've got good points. The good points simply are the valid boundaries. That's what a good point means. Like, I got a valid boundary. You got a valid boundary. And, you know, we don't have to duke it out for whose boundary is the most valid. That's kind of weird. That's insane. When we look at it as boundaries, then we see it that it makes no sense, you know, but when we're looking at it as like uh, winner and loser, we do think that like somebody's got to duke it out and somebody's going to ultimately win. Somebody's point is going to ultimately be the right point because we're seeing it black and white, but it doesn't have to be that way. It's not even that way. It's not, it's, it's in reality, it's more like uh, yeah, I have this boundary over here. You have your boundary is pretty valid. My boundary is pretty valid. I crossed yours. You crossed mine. Let's both back up. Um, you know, so it's a simultaneous thing of me backing up some. She's backing up some. We're seeing each other's boundary. That's what I wanted her to. Do you see? Do you see what my point is? Do you see what I'm saying? Do you get my world? Do you see where this line is that I've just described to you? That's all. And then she backs up, and I back up out of hers, and then she explains to me her line, and we see it. Um, so we talked about it like with the boundary metaphor. Um, and that that worked a little. But then the other thing that we talked about, which, um, you know, because there's a lot of mutuality in boundaries. Nobody has a power. There's no power dynamic. Like everyone has property, <laughs> property of their being, and everybody has um, a home <laughs> and, you know, lines, boundary lines. Everybody has their fortress of them and their, you know, boundary lines. And so that's, there's no power struggle there. So that's why I put that one out there first, because that one, 
you know, might be the more relevant or more interesting metaphor. I think both are, um, and I'll, but I'll talk about it then. Um, because there is no, there's no way you could see that as like one person is more important than the other because both people simply just have properties and boundary lines. Um, and both people got theirs crossed or, you know, one person got theirs crossed. And sure enough, the next day, the other one will have equal um, sort of risk of having theirs crossed because there's no favoritism. It's just, you know, it's all everybody's on the same level there. But the other metaphor I used was teacher student. And you see with that one, there is a little bit of a bias where one person is kind of on top of the power structure and the other person is the inferior. But I think that's silly too. And I wish we could do away with that um, because, I mean, every parent will tell you they learn as a student from their kids just as much as they've ever learned. You know, their kids are their teachers just as much as they are a teacher to their kids because the structure, when you enter into that kind of closeness, um, you know, it, it flips back and forth and each person is teacher and student equally. So, you know, that being said, the fact that I want us to like remember that there is no power dynamic per se, but also recognizing between my daughter and I that there is a little, there's a little bit of a structure there because I'm the guide and I'm the one that has the more life experience. I'm the teacher. She's a student to some degree, but she does flip and teach me just as much and realizing that that is how that goes. Um, but the point of the teacher-student one uh, this teacher-student metaphor was kind of showing, like, um, is there ever a winner or loser <laughs> in a teacher-student dynamic? Um, is there ever? Does that even make sense? Because she wasn't getting, even in the boundary dispute thing, she was still sort of seeing, like, okay, there's a potential for a winner and a loser, you know? Somebody was the loser because they crossed the boundary and they lose the argument because they have to say they're sorry and they are wrong because they cross a boundary, you know? And she was still seeing that as a possibility, and I was trying to dispel that. And, like, in a teacher-student dynamic, is there a winner or a loser? No, <laughs> you know, no, there's no winner or loser. It doesn't even make sense. Like it'd be hard. You'd be stretching to try to figure out how that would be. Um, you know, the student is gaining things, so it's not losing. <laughs> and the teacher um, is gaining things. So that person's not losing, you know, um, they're both gaining. It's not, nobody's a winner and nobody's a loser. They're both winning. And also, in a situation like that, it's not necessarily adversarial. Now, you know, I'm not talking about like the worst teacher-student relationship you can imagine and, you know, some high school situation or something where you had this really mean teacher and it was adversarial and da-da-da. I'm talking about in general, from a theoretical standpoint, the concept or the idea of teacher-student, it's not an adversarial relationship. There is room for closeness there. It is supposed to be closeness. A true teacher, a good teacher, um, in order to be able to teach you is going to gain your trust and you are going to have closeness between you and the student um, will need to respect and trust um, or just respect and share and invite closeness um, in that way too because they're really accepting the information of the teacher. So yeah, the relationship has to have or can have a great closeness. And that was my way of showing the contrast with the adversarial relationship. If you're 
in a fight <laughs> and you're thinking of this as like someone's going to be the winner and someone's going to be the loser, you're killing the possibility of closeness. Um, why not look at it differently? Like, you know, two equal property owners who just had their boundaries crossed and, you know, the, there's nobody's right, nobody's wrong and, and there's no winner, there's no loser. It's just like, oops, I'm going to step back. Or a teacher and a student, a teacher and a student where they're in closeness. They're, you know, and, and one of them is going to have to, you know, assert some boundaries and the other one is going to be making some efforts. I mean, but it's not even just that way. It doesn't go like that. It doesn't go one and the other. They both do it. Teachers and students both have boundaries mutually and will say, okay, yeah. And, but it's like, I'm going to put out some challenges and let's see if you can do them. I'm going to give you some of my life experience and let's see, or, um, but again, we start to think that there's a power dynamic, but they're really isn't. Um, it, I mean, it, there is, I mean, in some small way, and I acknowledge that I acknowledge that, you know, it's, it's about like, I have more experience, but a good teacher never takes that power. They equally, equally learn from the student and listen to the student. And um, that's just, you know, that's how the closeness part still stays. And a student realizes that they're going to teach that teacher too, that they are going to shed just as much light on the subject matter to that teacher as they discuss, as they discuss together, as that teacher is sharing their knowledge and, um, you know, their perspective is going to offer a lot to that teacher and that the goal is and that it would make the teacher so happy. The goal is for that student to surpass the teacher or to get as good as the teacher. So it's not adversarial. There is no winner or loser. That teacher is glad and looking forward to you teaching them just as much and challenging them just as much and getting to their level. That's that's not a power structure of like, you know, winner, loser, right, wrong. There's no, there's none of that. Um, so this was the stuff that we talked about to try to get rid of this like idea that when you have a disagreement, <laughs> um, you know, there's got to be a winner or a loser or even in life that there are winners and losers. I just tried to show her that like, Really, in an argument, all that's happening are boundaries are being crossed. And that doesn't have to do with winning or losing. And it doesn't have to do with being right or wrong. It just has to do with like, oh, across the line, I'll step back. Um, and in life, <laughs> relationships aren't adversarial fights where everybody's trying to rob power and be the winner or the loser, relationships that have closeness and I use teacher and student because I couldn't use I mean I could have used mother and child but you know that was obviously the thing that she was getting confused in our, our relationship um, but I couldn't even use like partnership or family um, as an example because unfortunately we get confused about that relationship ourselves um, people are absolutely in their families fighting for power thinking there will be a winner or a loser uh, but those aren't close families <laughs> I don't think I mean that's my assertion um, but in the teacher and student relationship I think it was more a clear cut where it's like though you know these adversarial there's going to be a winner loser thing they're usually fake 
scenarios like a boxing match, you know, because in real life, that doesn't actually happen. Um, people might think so because they might have felt like, oh, I just won and that one lost. Like, but it's not actually happening. What's actually happening is you just created an adversary. <laughs> you know, you've just like destroyed an actual element of closeness. In closeness, you know, um, it's more like teacher-student where there's like this mutual trust and both people are the students, both people are the teachers. And um, it doesn't have to be a power dynamic. It, I mean, it can just having to do with natural experience, but even in a partnership, you know, your partner is both your teacher and your student. And it doesn't, nobody has more or less experience overall uh, but like in one area absolutely you know that's why you're both teacher and student because your partner might have more experience in this area and so you're the student in that area and they you might have more experience in this area and so they're the student so you know in real life in closeness it's more like teacher student where you're both teaching and learning from each other period you know that's life that's why we kind of like exist in multiplicity like we have and share these different perspectives with each other like teachers and students um all of us you know and it doesn't necessarily mean anybody's powering over the other but even in situations where someone is a young student and the older teacher has so much more experience like it's still a relationship of mutual trust mutual respect mutual closeness and it can be close and who is the winner and who is the loser has zero 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 relevance it's you know showing each other things showing each other things that the other one doesn't see and expressing what your experience is that the other one doesn't see and yeah maybe stepping on their boundaries and then backing up and getting out um but it's not being right or wrong <laughs> and you know I, I know in school and teaching it's like i guess you could have a right or a wrong answer um on something like math but are you know that that is definitive like that but but, oh, man, ultimately, though, you know, the best teacher-student relationships, there kind of isn't. I mean, think about the best learning environment that you ever, like, just were on fire about. It wasn't ever, like, this hard line of right and wrong. Instead, it would be like, ooh, okay, interesting. Show me how you got that. Oh, okay, like, you're using this cool little method that does work for this other stuff, but doesn't work for this one, and here's why. He's just mutually showing each other stuff and throwing out these ideas. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, wanted her to come down off of the winners and losers don't really exist. <laughs> and the right and wrong polarity is just extreme. And there really, there really isn't uh, room for that, you know, like they're just, it, especially in closeness. And even in the world, you know, if we like label other people's ideas as wrong. We've just destroyed an element of potential closeness with that person. And you can make that choice if you want, but you've, uh, you know, taken that away. Instead, you could be different. <laughs> you could have different perspectives for sure. You're supposed to. That's the kind of gift you offer each other, you know, and you could have different boundaries and somebody might walk over them and you might have to enforce them. But like, that's all. That's all. It isn't like anything to panic over or to shut down about or that you've got to just like be 
be a wrong human being and accept fault or be the loser. You're not the loser. You're never the loser. That doesn't exist. Winners and losers just don't exist. So I've harped on it enough. I mean, it's just like obviously a really kind of like a passionate point to me because it's happening in my own house and my own daughter. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) How'd you get this idea? Um, You know, but it's a human thing. It's a human thing. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.